everybody, welcome back to another episode of This Is Marriage Podcast, bringing you unsolicited marriage advice week after week. I am one of your hosts. I'm Porter. I'm Ashley. That is my beautiful wife, and we are here doing it again. This is a big one for us. Yeah. Should we just dive right in? It's what we always do. Well, I mean, we kind of chit-chat and, you know, kind of hang out for a minute, but I think we're we're in for a long haul tonight, so... We'll just get started. Pop some popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Pop some popcorn, dig in, settle in, put the kids to bed, maybe go on a little bit of a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's how we put our kid to bed sometimes. We'll just put him in the car and drive to Orem before he'll fall asleep. Yeah, he usually falls asleep like the exit before Orem. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Um, But he's asleep, so... Yeah, we're going to try and get through this quickly because... He's kind of a ticking time bomb lately, and we don't know how long we've got. Tonight is a big one for us. We want to talk about debt, specifically our debt, and we're going to, I think this is going to be our most transparent, vulnerable episode to date, although we've had a couple that have been real doozies. I think this is something that most people are very, very resistant to share publicly Yeah, and are super embarrassed about it. Yeah, usually if people have debt, they're not open about it. Yeah. Hey, everyone, come and see how (laughs) irresponsible I am with my money. We're adults who don't know how to to manage money. so. Speaking of a little off topic, but not really, (laughs) I follow an Instagram account, we both do, called Rad and Happy, and she shared on her stories today that she's probably, I don't know, early early 30s yeah maybe if that yeah she shared that she made her first ever credit card purchase today wow yeah good for her she's like well i have a target card but it's a debit card so that doesn't count <sighs> like oh oh, oh you. you yeah good job and so what we're, we're hoping to accomplish tonight is we're going to talk a little bit about first some of the, the causes of our debt personally, like within our household, and then kind of some of the consequences of, you know, that finances can, can cause in a relationship, you know, the risks that that can create, because it's, it's a big deal. And I think by the end, we'd like to kind of have an idea in mind about, you know, a schedule of, of talking about money more openly, and then also we're trying to build a spreadsheet that we're going to share with you guys uh, via the, probably the Facebook page and it'll just be a Google sheet that way. Like you guys can, can keep track of us and and see the payments that we make and see what exactly we have. So you know that we're not keeping secrets and you know, we're, we're trying to be as transparent as possible and that way you can help hold us accountable as well. So accountability is key. It is. And, and, and I guess I should start like, I don't feel like this is crippling debt as you know compared to like other people and and some of the situations i've heard about but i think that when we were talking about doing this episode and we sat down and actually started adding up the numbers were you prepared for for the, how much it was did you have an idea when you before we had done this what we where we were at kind of yes and no okay yeah there's there's things that I had forgotten about, and so that was a shock, but I I don't know. It wasn't... To me, it's like, it is what it is, 
so the number it just it is what it is it doesn't i'm not gonna lose sleep over it yeah it's like one of those things it's just like paying taxes yeah you can get pissed off all you want, but you still have to fucking pay your taxes. Yeah. You still have to pay our debt. Yeah, so it doesn't the day, matter the number. We're still paying on it. So. Well, and it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's our fault. Like, there's nothing that we can say. Like, and we haven't, this, it's not like we have had even like massive medical expenses too. Cause that's one of the biggest, I think, causes for, for debt is like medical expenses. You yeah. Know, people can accrue hundreds of thousands of dollars very, very quickly if they're, you know, in and out of the hospital and have major surgeries and cancer and things like that. So we're, we're fortunate on that end that, you know, all of this is self-imposed. Yeah. And so that's why I'm not, I don't know. I'm not like upset about it, I guess, because we knew what we were doing while we were doing it. Right. I'm not going to beat myself up for it and hate myself for doing this because it obviously wasn't that big of a deal to me when I was like charging credit cards. Right. It is what it is. The seeing like your monthly payment go up, the higher your credit card is, that sucks. And thinking the part that I that like irritates me is thinking if we didn't have all of these minimum payments, think of all the extra money we'd have yeah. or think of all the like better things we could be doing with this money. Yeah, the house payment that we could afford. Yeah. You know, instead of what we've got, where we could be living. Yeah, but it. I'm not gonna beat myself up over yeah. it. I'm not gonna. I don't hold like any ill will towards either of us. So yeah, and I and I will say before we get you know too far into it, that I I do think that that's one of the things that we have done well. Yeah, is that we haven't let this come between us or create hostility or resentment, which yeah. is easy to happen. So to to kind of kick off how we got into this position, I have a story that I, I wanted to tell. That's also super embarrassing and not necessarily something that I'm proud of. We were getting ready to go on vacation somewhere. And I don't remember if it was California. I think it was California when we were leaving for our baby moon. And we're sitting, we're flying Southwest and we're, we're still, we're on the plane, but we haven't, you know, backed out yet. We're still, still kind of sitting there. And then in a, just on a whim, just on a complete impulse, we started talking about, oh, well, I wonder where JetBlue goes. You know, we should fly JetBlue next time or, or that. And I was like, oh, I wonder if we can get a JetBlue credit card because we have a Southwest credit card. And in that moment, before the plane had even backed away, on my phone, I had opened up a, a browser, found JetBlue's credit card, applied for a credit card, and been approved for another credit card before we had even got off the tarmac. <laughs> and that kind of tells you like our approach to credit and kind of the the casual the casual way that we approach credit cards. Yeah. And I'm not um, saying this as like blaming you for anything, (laughs) but coming way back in the day, the first line of credit aside from my car, I had, um, I had a loan out for my car at the time, but when we first got together, I had one credit card. It had a $500 limit on it. Pretty sure it was maxed out or close to, but I never like asked for a limited increase or anything like that. And my apartment that I was at, I didn't have a kitchen table. And you're we like, well, let's just go to RC Willie and you can just uh, finance one. And I had never done that before. And so. 
I'm just like the little devil on your shoulder and you're just like waiting around like, where's the other guy? I mean, I was also like, I'm also a lot younger than you. I have a lot less years experience being a grown up and doing things that grown ups do like building their credit. So I had like zero credit. I had one credit card and my little car loan. Like I said, I don't blame you because it was like a good way to help get me some credit. Right. But it snowballed from there. Yeah. Because we, on your RC Willie card, we bought our kitchen table now. It was your kitchen table at your apartment, but you bought that and financed it. Yeah. And then. You bought a washer and dryer. Yeah. Which I think I paid half for up front. Like I think I gave you half. You bought one. Yeah. I, I bought, I financed one of the pieces and you bought one. And then didn't you buy my GoPro, like buy our GoPro on your oh, yeah, RC credit that. card mm-hmm. when we first, our first Christmas? Yeah. So that, I for, even forget about that because I've since, you know, paid that off and haven't financed anything through RC Willie. But right. the biggest uh, contributor to our debt started when we were engaged because... We had to pay for a big chunk of our wedding Yeah, and ourselves. And we did it. I've always had a little bit in savings. You've always been pretty good about putting money aside. But it's not like you hear these couples that or these people, like single people, and it's like, oh, I got twenty grand in the bank. Like that that's wasn't us. It still isn't us. And so it was like, All right, we need to figure out a way to pay for this wedding. I don't even know how the idea came about, but a jet blue card. Southwest. Southwest, yeah. And they did like a 50,000 point bonus when you signed up. And then in the first 90 days, you spent. I think it was two grand. $2,000. Yeah. You got this $50,000 point or 50,000 point bonus. And so we're like, oh, cool. We can get this credit credit card, put all of our big wedding expenses on there. We're going to have to pay for it anyway. Yeah. We get these points and then we can use those points to pay for our honeymoon. I don't in any way regret no. Southwest because I, as far as getting credit, like for the wedding especially, we went about it like a really smart way. We didn't necessarily take the, we weren't proactive about like making sure it was paid down. Because I know there's a lot of people who are really smart, like they have a lot of credit cards, but they'll swipe them and then turn around immediately and pay yeah. the balance on them. Yeah. We didn't do that. We ended up paying off the card when we were getting approved for our house so i had the the balance on the southwest card made my credit score a little bit too low for the loan we were trying to get and so we ended up um, paying that down yeah my dad loaned us money yeah to pay up a big chunk of that debt at once yeah and then we would have been fine with that card pause (laughs) moving on to rei I don't even remember why we got the card initially. There was a reason. They had a hundred dollar. Well, I know, but we were trying to buy something, yeah. and we were. That was the thing. Oh well, we can buy X because we're gonna buy it anyways. Was it the jogging stroller? No, we got that card before I got knocked up. Anyways, it came with like spend or sign up for this card, get a hundred dollar credit or something. Then that card gets opened up. And then I can't remember what we put on it, but that became like our, oh, if we don't have enough money, we'll put it on REI. Yeah. Southwest is maxed out. We'll put on. Even before Southwest was maxed out, there was like 
put it on REI, put it on REI. Like, I think to, you know, to kind of talk about like, not just like how we got there, like with the specific credit cards, like that journey, but like kind of the, some of the things that we have, I guess, justified putting on a credit card that we didn't have money for to pay for like at that time. Yeah. Vacations. Like you did a fantastic job. Like you killed it with our honeymoon of getting a bunch of free shit and, and using our points to take care of a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. And so our honeymoon, but we still had to put stuff on the credit card, but it wasn't a ton. Yeah. But then since then we had our baby moon where we had, you know, we went to California and we bought flights and rental car and stuff like that. And so that was money. And then we went to green Bay and that was debt. Like that was credit. And then we, we've just had a lot of big expenses. Like when I got laid off, I didn't have, I needed, I got a new laptop Oh, with the idea that we were going to pay that off. We bought a camera when we were found, when you were pregnant, we bought a nice camera. So we'd have a way to take pictures and record videos. When I had my FJ, we put $1,300 worth of tires on there. Yeah, you know, and so... (laughs) R.I.P. And so it's just been, like, I don't feel like a lot of our stuff has been frivolous, like, just wasted, just bullshit spending. Yeah, it's not like, Like, I feel like going shopping today. Yeah. And it's not like we're going and racking up credit card debt on stupid shit like that. Like, it's, we just could have gone about it a better way, so... like our we, approach was, we want to go on vacation. Let's save up. No, our approach no. was, we've got space on our credit card. Right, we'll let's book off. our flights. Well, and like and starting we always, our various websites is yeah. a couple hundred bucks each. I paid for an email marketing thing, which was like six hundred dollars. So there have been a number of like business expenses that we have put on credit cards with the idea that they would, you know, be paid back with or with some <laughs> some capacity, you know. Well, I, I see them as like investments. The, um, I just lost my train of thought. The the justification we always made to put them on, put anything these bigger expenses on credit cards was, with REI you get a dividend mm-hmm. at the end of the year, or in March or whatever. Yeah. And with Southwest you get points to use towards travel, and so that's kind of always been like the well. Like it's fine because we're getting yeah. Why would we pay cash for this? We don't get any bonus for paying with cash. Yeah, let's put on the card. And I'm I'm sure people do the same thing with like cash backs. I know there's a lot of credit cards that have like really good cash back. Right. And so that was like that's what helped us justify these things that we couldn't necessarily make or pay for or buy on our own. And I think that part of the justification was that we were always making our minimum payments. Like we'd never defaulted on, on a month payment. Yeah. We've never fallen behind and had, you know, crazy past due balances and stuff like that. We've always been able to keep up with it. And so when you think we can't afford to do these things, mm-hmm. it's not like it's never been that thought, even though like it's true, like it's never been, we can't afford this because we're paying for it each month. We're making our payments. We're yeah. not falling behind. So, and and I think, Honestly, one of the biggest reasons that we're in the pos- position that we're in is is we don't look up the balances often and we don't talk about it often. It's not something that we sit down. I remember I told the story to Ash. I remember growing up, you know, every every Sunday night or a couple every two weeks or every month watching my parents sit at the kitchen table with their checkbooks. You know, this is obviously pre-internet. You couldn't just check your balance automatically. And so they logged every purchase in their checkbook and then you know, a couple times a month they go, they sit down and compare checkbooks and come up with their new balances. And 
figure out what things cost. Like even now today, like you, I can go to my dad and ask him with all his different accounts, investments, any money he's got anywhere. And he can tell me probably within a couple hundred dollars of where every single account is at, what balances he has on any credit cards and interest rates and all of that. Mm. And it's embarrassing because he'll ask me like, what's your interest rates on your credit card? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. What's your interest rate on your home loan? I don't know. And so it's just a, a different, you know, maybe it's a generational thing because he's really, really good with his money and I think made a really honest attempt at teaching us to budget. And it's just something that I have never, never really picked up. So with that in mind, one of the things that we wanted to kind of explore with this episode is some of the consequences of debt this, you know, can cause um, within a relationship Without even bringing like relationships into it, first thing that I think of is like your mood, you're depressed. Like we just said, even with just one minimum payment, I'm like, that's my car payment. Yeah. That one credit card payment that's not even putting a dent because a third of it goes to interest, that is my car payment. So yeah, it's depressing. So, well, and they, you know, they say money doesn't buy happiness. And I'm like, no, it absolutely does because. If you think of the mental anguish that you have when you are, when you A, don't have enough money for the things that you want to do, but B, you're constantly stressed out about it, you're overwhelmed, you're anxious because you have this this debt, there are a lot of problems that money can buy or that money can fix, you know. Most of the, the issues that we have, I think, we could solve with a check. Yeah. Yeah, and since we're like being open and transparent... Over Christmas, I kept saying, because I was, you know, we talked about kind of not like anti-Christmas, but just not wanting to spend a lot of money and have a big materialistic Christmas. But I part of that was I'm like, we can't afford this. No. And you were like, no, what do you mean? What do you mean? We're not that far. Like, we have, we're not poor. We're not poor. And I finally had to like say one day, just because we're not poor, just because we can pay our bills every single month does not mean we have extra to buy people gifts so it put a huge stress on me i was uh, i get a lot of stress and i get like easily stressed out more than you probably know because i don't talk about it i try not to let it show but conceal don't money stresses me the fuck out and it's something that i just like take on i take on the stress of it and it's yeah, it. I have this w- really weird relationship with money because of how stressed out I am. Like I'm, I hate checking my bank account. I have like fear every single time I check my yeah. account. Yeah, and that that reminds me. You know, my my first marriage. Like I would get physically ill having to to check my balance because I always I knew it was negative because of overdraft fees, but I never knew how much. And there were months where, you know, you'd get a check you know, through your auto deposit and half of the check is gone already in overdraft fees. And then you're like, well, shit, how am I supposed to make up this difference for the rest of the month? Like, how am I supposed to live on half a check? Yeah. Yeah. That was awful. That just created crazy, like you said, stress and just depression. Yeah. But, uh, you and I see, and I don't know how to say it. We view money very differently. We have, different spending habits even though we've like slowly kind of come to some type of alignment 
Yeah, but it's it's just uh, due to kind of miming what the other person does, and so we're slowly developing each other's habits, I think. It's still, and like, yeah, we don't talk about it. It's still hard to me. It, it puts a lot of stress on me thinking that I have to be the financial re- financially responsible one in our marriage. And it puts, like I've talked about with other things, like I, it puts this crazy stress and I feel like this burden is put on me that I have to be the one to make sure we're not doing this because we need to save money or, you know. Yeah. And so it's it's very stressful that I have, the, you know, I've put this this pressure on myself. But, yeah, it's, it's hard that, I mean, I'm not great with, like, budgeting. I was when I was single, but since we've been together, it's it's been, like, a constant struggle to, to have a budget and, you know, stick to it and create a, I've never, like, created a spreadsheet or anything for us. Like, I know some people do every month or every time they get paid or whatever, but it is hard having, you know, one person who's, not, you're not you're not irresponsible with money but just having different spending habits yeah I, I don't think I'm irresponsible necessarily either to an extent I think that I walk that line where I I veer on one side or the other and I go from like moments of almost obsessive controlling and like kind of weird about how much like saving and everything else and then I'll come back from that and go on the other side of almost like a shopping spree of like, let's go out to eat. Let's go buy these things. You know, let's, you know, let's do all these things. And so I don't really walk like a, a balanced line sometimes, you know, a lot of times I, I feel like I'm on one edge or the other. Yeah. Well, and that like shopping spree side of you is what causes a lot of stress on me because with, you know, other parts of our relationship that we've talked about, you know, step parenting being probably the number one, I play the bad guy role. And I feel like with money, I play the bad guy role. I don't think you've ever told me no, when I've suggested to do something that requires money. Whereas you say, like, we should go out to eat, we should do this, we should X. And I'm having to be the one that says no. Yeah. We can't do that. We can't spend money. And so, yeah, that puts in, an insane amount of stress on me that I've never expressed. No, you haven't. I mean, no. Like, I kind of knew that it stressed you out, but not obviously to the extent that you're you're communicating now. Yeah. Didn't you find some statistic about the number, like, wasn't divorce the second most common cited cause for divorces, according to a couple different places? See, I looked up a couple different websites and they're all like lists i don't know if they're necessarily in order from most common to least common but in every single top five or top 10 list common reasons people get divorced is finances is in that list yeah 100 percent of the time and yeah there was a couple lists where um money was listed as second on both of them and infidelity was listed as number one on both of them, which to me, yeah, I would say infidelity would be the leading cause of divorce and behind that would be financial. Yeah. And I think that two financials can lead to infidelity can be a cause for infidelity, whether because you're going after someone else's money 
or because you don't have it and you're depressed and you feel like your relationship is in shambles anyway. And so, you know, someone else starts to look a little bit more, more appealing. Yeah. And I think that it's one of the biggest, one of the biggest problems is that I think so many couples get together and don't talk about money beforehand. Like it's not a conversation that people have, you know, I don't know that you and I ever sat down and talked about who has what in the bank, what are your bills? What debt do you have? coming into the relationship. You know, we didn't talk about saving habits and things like that. We just kind of, and we, even to this day, we've been together. We're, we've been living together for what, like four and a half years, four, four. And we still don't have shared accounts. You know, you have your bank accounts where you have your direct deposits and that's where you pay your bills. I have my checking account and my direct deposits and direct withdrawals. And I, you know, give you money for bills and to help out with stuff, but you don't know at any given time what I have available and what I don't. And likewise, I don't know what you have. Yeah. And we don't really get together and sit down and talk about it. Well, and one of, there's two reasons that I don't want to combine accounts, but there's also reasons why I do. Why I don't is just the convenience of it or the lack of convenience, I guess, where uh, if we had to choose, I w- we would pick your account because you have a credit union i have a bank banks fucking suck yeah but 90 percent of the bills come out of my account right so be a pain in the ass to transfer yeah all those over to my bill pay and i just the thought of that like just yeah and second i where you're more uh lax spender i don't want to turn into that wife that is what did you spend $30 on it blank what did you do here I don't want that to control our lives and I don't want to feel like I'm babysitting a grown-ass man with his own money yeah I don't need that extra stress where I'm already stressed out about money and our finances I feel like that could cause more fights than it would help yeah I agree I I had I worked with a guy and his wife controlled all their money and it got to the point where he was having to be like deceptive about it. Like he would go and cash his check and then pocket like a hundred or $200 and just tell her that his hours were low that week or that month. And so that's why his check was low. So he'd keep $200 out for himself. And yeah. then if he ever did use the credit card, you know, we'd go to lunch and he'd spend $8 at Taco Bell and without fail every single time within a half an hour, an hour of that transaction, you know, or whatever it, it went through, Mm -hmm. he would get a phone call or a text from his wife. Like we'd go out to lunch and then a couple hours later, he'd be like, watch this. And his phone would ring and it'd be her asking why he had gone out to eat and what he had spent money on. And it was, it did create a huge issue with them, that level of micromanagement. And so, but I don't think that you're, you're that person anyway, even if you did control the finances, I don't think that you are someone who would, I don't think we have the time or the energy to to invest in watching it that closely where you're going to watch every single transaction, you know, check it multiple times a day. Like that's not healthy at all. Well, I don't mean it like that, but I know even now, like where we don't have the same account or see how much is in each other's accounts at any given time. But there are times like even now where I'm like, wow, another Amazon package, huh? You bought another blank or you did this and I don't know. I don't want to be micromanaging, but it's, 
it's oh, still I know that if we I had access to see exactly like how much and how you do. often you're on my account. Well, you, I know you can log in at any time and see where I'm at. I know, but I'm saying there's still a sense of, and maybe this is unhealthy, but we have our money that is used like for bills, but then you have your money and I have my money. We both work hard. We're both entitled to spend our own money, but then when it's coming out of one account, then it's, well, you bought more, you spent more money this month than I did, and I could just see it causing a lot of problems that way yeah well i think that that's you know kind of goes back to the communication where a lot of couples get into trouble and where we've never really been great and we don't i don't keep things from you i mean i may not like necessarily like tell you but i don't hide it either you know like if you were to ask me like how much did this book cost i would tell you yeah. you know if you're saying like hey how much do you have left in your checking account right now i'd tell you you know to whatever I knew or show you. And like, I think for the most part, we do a good job of transparency when it comes to, to those types of things. But I know that that can be a huge issue with, within relationships is that, you know, somebody has a shopping habit or somebody is accruing debt, doesn't know, and the other people don't know about it. Then obviously like that's a huge potential for resentment. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's one of the things where we can be better at is communicating those things to each other and just sharing what we're buying, you know, and I think you always do a really good job when you buy clothes or something. You're always like, Hey, just so you know, I bought this shirt or I bought these pants. It was this much. Well, and we, a while back talked about making a pact. I don't know what you'd call it. An agreement where a blood oath. Yeah. (laughs) If we spent more than $50, it had to be talked about before we could buy whatever we wanted to buy. I, I don't know. I don't think I have, aside from like maybe Christmas stuff. Yeah. I don't think since we've talked about that, that I've done that, you know, without talking to you, but I don't, I also don't go shopping except for groceries. Yeah. You're very low maintenance. Oh, if we had more of a disposable income, (laughs) trust me, I would find ways to spend money, but where we don't have money to buy, you know, unnecessary items. Did you did you have a problem with my student loans when we got together that I cuz like you you've already said that you came into the relationship with almost none like that $500 credit card that you had I remember you being like really like obsessive about it and making payments towards it and like you were very very on top of this you know now compared to where we're at like very minor debt. Yeah. Did you struggle with the fact that I I brought in something like $70,000 in student loans that was now going to be kind of like our shared burden to to pay off even though it has nothing to do with you no the the issue that i had as far as money when we first got together was your you were kind of lackadaisical about certain things like there would be so many times not so many times but more than one or two where you'd be like oops i forgot to pay blank and i'm like what the fuck do you mean you forgot to pay that bill how do you forget to pay that bill and i was it was so foreign to me where i'm like a major like i don't remember what bill it was off the top of my head like i know you're like oh i forgot to pay my cell phone bill like i was kind of like are you that bad with money that you don't remember pay to pay your bills and so that was definitely worrisome because i think to this day i have any bill that i can have on auto pay i do and the other ones i have 
reminders in my phone and on my calendar. And it's still, you know, it still happens periodically, but it's probably the only thing that I have an issue with that it bothers me. Yeah. And I mean, and I totally get that. And for like the longest time I had very few expenses and very few bills. And so like all of my money, I would just deposit straight away into savings. And then I would move money out based off of the bill and have it on auto pay. Yeah. And so I knew, okay, I've got it. My car payment is, is this much and my cell phone is this much and I need probably another couple hundred extra for whatever. And so I would deposit into my savings first and then move it out of a one lump out of checking. And that way I always had savings. Like everything that I didn't spend over the course of the month was already in savings. I never had excess in my checking account. Yeah. And so then as the number of accounts grew and the number of bills that I had to pay grew, yeah, I did have a, I guess, get back into the the habit of paying attention to, to dates and to things like that. Because when you have very few debts for a long time and you're only paying two or three things at once or each month, it's easy to just kind of forget about it because you have excess money. It's never a concern. Yeah. And I mean, I've forgotten about bills too, but I just remembered when you said that it was just like, how do you forget yeah. to pay that? It was, I'm, I don't remember if it was rent or something, but I was like, that's a big, bill like you probably should not forget to pay that bill but no i've I've never had beef with your student loans it's like one of the few times where i'm like man i'm glad i didn't go to school because (laughs) then only one of us has loans and not both of us yeah it's it's a definite monkey on my back all right ash should we should we tell them what we owe um yeah are you prepared for that i'm fine with it all right, so over the course of one, two, three, four, five, six, six or seven credit cards, we are sitting on a current balance of $23,088.60. There it is. Yeah. Uh, we have Southwest, which is not our biggest card. We've been really making headway on that. Like we've been very aggressive in the last couple of months with a little bit of freelance work that I've been able to do and a couple of extra checks that I've had come in. We've we've put against that, so we've paid that down by probably like three grand. Yeah. In the last month or two, we owe sixty four on it right now, sixty four hundred. And then JetBlue is the one that I I signed up for on a whim. And that was never supposed to be used. And that has now a balance of $3,000. And our biggest one is REI, which has a balance of $8,000, which is weird. I guess it's just we haven't been as aggressive. or That one is more a minimum payment on it. Yeah, we go back and forth between REI and Southwest. Yeah. And then Best Buy, we owe 3200 on it because of my laptop and some other stuff that we bought as I was, oh, the the lens for the camera. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is Ulta, which was $520 for the makeup. And hair care. And hair care. <laughs> and hair care. And skin care. God damn it, cat. Oh Podcast just... Trying to strangle himself with the microphone cord. I kind of want to let him. <laughs> um, God. <laughs> so that's where we're at. Not including your student loans. Not including loans. my student loans. So all in all. Not including our mortgage, obviously. Not including our mortgage or cars. 
Yeah. So all in all, like as far as like technically, I don't own my car. Yeah. So we only have one car that we. So as far as like debt goes, it's between the two credit card and student loans. It's about a hundred thousand dollars. Right now, our biggest focus, of course, is getting out from underneath this $23,000 in credit card debt. I was talking to someone about this. I said it was one of the things where I said it confidently. And then afterwards, I'm like, is that right? Student loan debt is looked at differently than any other debt. It is because the credit card debt is it affects our credit rating and it affects our ability to get a house because it's shown as like it's a, a percentage of it's a high enough percentage of debt to income ratio. Yeah. Whereas your student loans don't affect your debt to income ratio. Yeah, that's what I thought. So that's that is the only good thing about that debt. Yeah. Is in terms of our main goal with aggressively attacking this debt this year is so that we can upgrade, get out of our townhouse yeah. and get into a bigger standalone home so we can have another baby and have room for <laughs> ash doesn't like to hear that one fucking thing at a time <laughs> and and this is what ash was let's talking. pay off some let's pay down some debt before we accrue, accrue more. more debt and and this is the biggest thing that ash was talking about like the number twenty three thousand dollars like it's not even a huge amount but it's a bit it's enough that it's kind of just like abstract, like it's kind of just out there. Mm-hmm. The The one that hits us hard every single month and it really drives home how much we're spending on credit cards is our minimum payments of all these credit cards. And this is just the minimum, guys. Like this isn't even like we're aggressively paying this down. Across the board, we pay $851 a month just in minimum payments just to, to stay somewhat current. Just to scoop out enough water so our ship doesn't sink. And so if you you take that, that's almost our mortgage. And so if we didn't have these credit cards, we could have potentially almost twice the house. Yeah. Whether that's twice the mortgage or a huge down payment. Right. Yeah. We'd be saving, you know, you save $800 a month. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing. So now, now that we've got that. With my new job, and we just barely got this figured out because we've just started, I just got my full check, so we have an idea what I'm going to be making now after taxes and everything else. And so now we have realized that we will have about $1,300 a month more, you know, give or take, because that doesn't count my, that counts ashes, gas, and groceries, but doesn't count my gas. Give or take around $1,300 a month unaccounted for. Right? Is that what you've come to as well as we figure out all of our minimum payments? Yeah, I think so. And so, in theory, that $1,300 a month extra plus that 850 of minimum payments, now that's $2,100 a month extra mm-hmm. that we would have. And that's more than twice our mortgage. Yeah. Well, no, not more than twice, but it it's... It's almost... Almost twice. Yeah. And so, now it's like, holy shit... That's when those numbers start to really have, you know, have real impact on us. And so we, at one point, we were looking at, we had kind of devised a plan to have Southwest paid off 100%, that $6,400 by June, because we had some, you know, we, we were kind of figuring out what we could afford to set aside. And then when I saw this grand total and I saw what every other amount was, I think we have gone to a different route as far as how we're going to dig out of this. Yeah. So we've 
um, gone back and forth for at least the last six months, kind of bounced around ideas of what we're going to do. Um, we talked about, you know, debt consolidation, um, getting a personal loan to pay it off, going through like an actual like debt consolidation company, um, refinancing the house. We've kind of like tossed around these kind of like common solutions for getting out of debt and uh, talking to, you know, some people around us. We decided that um, what's going to work best for us is to refinance our house and use our equity to pay off our debt. Yeah. Credit card debts anyways. Yeah. We don't have enough equity in our house to pay off our credit card debt plus student, student loans. loans. Yeah, so we're going to start that process to to get them the paperwork. I don't know 100% right now what we'll qualify for or how much they will come back and, and value the home at. We still have a we have a a little bit we're carrying a second mortgage on the house now of what 10,000 little less, yeah. A little less than 10 and so they have to pay that off first. And then whatever they'll loan us after that is what we'll have available to to pay off credit cards. And so the hope is that we'll be able to get the entire amount paid for. Yeah. Um, obviously, if not, we'll we'll just pay off the biggest ones and and then just keep paying that eight hundred and fifty dollars a month towards the whatever is left over, and then get out from underneath those. And then from there, the plan will just be just obsessive compulsive saving, right? Mm-hmm. Which will require like a formal budget. Yeah. There'll definitely be a, a come to Jesus moment of, and and I think that having that plan in place and having in in my mind having a goal and saying instead of just like, you know, we should really be saving money, having an objective of like we should be saving money for a house or makes like it with anything. Yeah, having an objective for any goal like I want to lose weight, you're never gonna lose weight yeah. by saying I want to lose weight like. You're never going to save money just by saying, I want to save money. Yeah. And so having that goal in mind, or it could be like a vacation, like in June, we want to go do blank. Yeah. Or in two years, you know, we talked about what we want to do for our fifth wedding anniversary coming up in, you know, well, it's not quite three full years. It's like two, two and, and some change. Two and some change. And so then that's like, okay, if we want to do anything big for our five year, we have to kind of be planning on that now. It can't be one of those things where it's like, hey... Just put Let's it on, put a, on credit a credit card. card and we'll just put another $8,000 on a credit card and $10,000 on a credit card and call it good. Like, yeah, they'll yeah. all be fresh by then. We can put, <laughs> that would be like $10,000. Yeah, we'll just start over. Think of all those travel points we'll get. <laughs> <laughs> and the cycle continues. And so I think I've worked with some people that were always blew me away. You know, we'd be like, hey, we're going to Starbucks to get a cup of coffee. And she was like, no, I'm not spending $6 on coffee. Like I can't afford it. And I'm like, I know how much you make and I know what your bills are from what you've told me. Like you can afford a $6 cup of coffee. And she's like, no, I have to save it. And at one point, you know, she had, like Ash was saying, something like $25,000 in the bank, mm -hmm. you know, in her savings account as a young single woman. And I was just like floored, not because woman or anything, but just that's who she is. But I was just floored that, somebody would have that kind of like self-control and like 
I guess, maturity at a young age. Fuck off, Fenway. Stop. To to have that kind of mentality of you know saving as opposed to just spending everything you get. Get that cord out of his mouth. God, this cat. Who wants a cat? Not forever. <sighs> He's just annoying as hell right I know, now. I don't know why we don't lock him upstairs and just let him be. Because you insist on letting him be on the table. And this is what he does every single time. He also And you're always that like... surprised. Mm-hmm. He also meows like he's drowning <laughs> when he's locked out of somewhere. <laughs> that was horrible. Every time I try and do an impersonation of that meow, it sounds nothing like the meow. Maybe you should stop trying to do impersonations of our cat meowing. Maybe I should start doing more because <laughs> then I'd probably practice. get better at it. Oy vey. Um, But yeah, I have a friend too who's the same way who has always had an excessive amount of like spending money i guess disposable income and so that's the same thing like i remember saying oh well i can't afford to do blank and her response was oh well just don't just quit buying coffees yeah for a couple weeks i'm like i don't spend money on shit like that yeah i don't have the luxury nor do i believe that my money should be spent that way and so it's and like that's what I was Porter and I have been talking about like if we're going to we can't just half ass pay our debt because that's where minimum payments are and then you just never get out of All debt. I just pay interest. So it's one of those like okay that means no more little 5 10 dollar purchases every here and there because they all add up. And right. you're not getting well, out of that spending habit. And they're hard because with the little purchases like that, you don't necessarily track them like you do big purchases. Like yeah. it's, it's something to be like, okay, well, this is $50. You know, I'm going to, I'm aware of that. But then you have 10, $5 things and you're surprised at the end of the month when your account's negative. Yeah. Not saying I'm a saint, but I feel like I've already been, you make more money than me with your new job. And so. It's one of those things we have to reevaluate how much money or who's paying which bills because it's very uneven where it's at right now with how much money is in your account at the end of the month and how much money is in my account at the end of the month. Right. So for me, I'm pretty much like tapped out by the end, by like the 15th and like the end of the month, like before I get paid, I'm pretty much tapped out because I have so many bills coming out of my account and I'm not making like a shit ton of money. So for me, it's easier to not spend money because I, in my mind, I'm like, I don't have have anything extra. Like today, I, the brand of workout clothes I like was having a sale on sports bras. And I'm like, that's only $18. Then I'm like, no, I, I put a sports bra and a pair of leggings in my cart and I went to check out and I'm like, that's $60. I cannot spend $60 on workout clothes even though I've been like something that I need I I have plenty of things that will suffice until we can spend money on shit like that yeah it's not a necessity and that's I think the biggest lesson here is for us is making that determination right like putting things in different buckets about whether this has to happen or whether this is a luxury yeah, even at like the grocery store, the grocery store or Costco. Costco rapes us every month. 
because it's just like, eh, I could use 37 boxes of mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, trying to get in and out of Costco for less than $200 is... It's like an Olympic event. It is. But, yeah, it. I mean, it's just little things like, would I like that? Sure. Do we need it? No. That's hard. Yeah. I hate saying no to things. I hate saying no to you. That's why I don't. Whenever you ask me for saying things about things, I'm always like, yeah, we can buy it. I know, but then... It's... Well, again, it's just because I know what I have more or less available and you don't and so in your mind you're tapped and so it's just like can we afford this and in my mind i'm like yeah i've got extra a little bit extra right now all right i can't deal with him right now so put him off the table no (laughs) he's not gonna go pick him up and let's wrap it up you wrap it up (laughs) okay guys i'm just saying you gotta be you gotta say no i will remember that you said that and i will start saying no all right, guys. Um, email us if you found this useful, and you want to know more about our finances. Or I don't know why you would, but yeah, you you did find this useful. An open book. Yeah, email us at thisismarriagepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, hit us up on the Facebook community page. This is marriage support group. I'm gonna try and do the Instagram thing now, so you can follow us on Instagram as well. No promises there because we're busy, and I, I just I don't think that that's gonna be a consistent thing but i'm gonna try yeah and it's uh it's a it's a a voice podcast podcast is that what it's called well i was looking at podcat and then i thought i was saying <laughs> oh it wrong <laughs> you guys it's 9 15 at night <laughs> ash is usually in bed by like 9 30 10 o'clock so she's already starting to, <laughs> to turn down and for what oh my god okay okay anyways yeah <laughs> so if you haven't yet had a chance, go to the iTunes, leave us um, some feedback, rate, give us some stars, rate and review. And subscribe. Yeah. Please don't unsubscribe <laughs> after this. <laughs> and like I said, I'm going to try and get this Google Sheet figured out and I will put it on the Facebook so that you can access it. And I assume that means you can have it real time, if that you'll see the changes that we make. I honestly don't know. I've never done anything like this with Google Sheets where I just put out a link and you can view it. So yeah, it's just like a read only. Yeah. Any any final thoughts, Ash? Um, no. Okay. My, my back hurts. Sorry. It's okay. All right. Well, I'm Porter. I'm Ashley. This has been another episode of This Is Marriage podcast. Remember, we love you. Good night. Make good financial choices. Send us money. <laughs> All right, guys. We out. Peace. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. So oh